You're welcome on in. Henswell Boxing, Ireland's only boxing podcast. I'm Al Rich, and you'll find all our episodes, new and old, www.henswellboxingpodcast.com. You can WhatsApp us, 083351-5250, and of course you'll find us on all the social media platforms. And you're welcome on in indeed. As always, it's my privilege and pleasure to be in your ears for this episode. Wherever it is you are, whether it's looking out through a rain-swept windscreen of a car, or whether you're sat back on a sofa or in an armchair or on a high stool in Ireland, across the water in the UK, US, Australia, we're going to look back over a busy week for Irish boxers. John O'Carroll delivered a masterful, methodical performance to beat and retire Scott Quigg. Last week's guest, Rowan Date, beats his highly ranked opponent to set up some potential mouth-watering fight. We look back over the weekend with fights with Stephen Donnelly, Vladimir Belusky, Fred O'Malley, TJ Dohany and more. And his Team Ireland is on the move yet again, back from Assisi. Last week, taken off to London Town, baby, for the Olympic qualifiers next week. We look at all that and more in this episode. And my guests on this one, two lads who go toe-to-toe at the weekend in Boston. A year over the ring, a year of things not going your way. A year of hassle with management, a year of hassle with visa applications, a year of hassle with paperwork. It was, it was, it was a, a, my worst nightmare, really, whatever it's meant. No, look here, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a sport, it's a business, you know what I mean? We give it our all, we want to, we want to push on, we want to move on, but at the end of the day, like, you know, our lives aren't going to come to a complete standstill because of a loss. Like. Ray Moylet and Monaghan man, Larry Fryers. And the man who was down to top that card in Boston, of course, Wexford Garda, Niall Kennedy. So last year, I, I picked him. The only thing is, last year I fought with him injured and I went against him. And Pascal this year wouldn't, wouldn't let that stop. Unfortunately, had to bow out with a late injury only just Friday gone. So... Should we go full Dougie Hauser? Should we be scrubbing in? Elbow length gloves and brown muck to wash all the gunk off? Should I record and edit this from a little doomsday shelter anywhere? Binny Fallen. Any doomsday shelters across there in Shelbyville, man? Where are we at? Maybe we'll just get some sponsorship from Hazmat Ireland? Okay, right. So all joking aside. Have you got stocked up in your bog roll? No sandpaper now, guys. Let's go full kitten soft. Christmas toilet paper, all right? None of the none of the horrible Easter Lent sandpaper. None of that that's going to leave your nether regions worse than they found them in the first place, if that's possible. Have you filled the kitchen with beans? Because you know when you buy bog roll, you got to buy beans. In true Irish style, but... Or are you going to live in the real world? Real world isn't that scary, people. we got lots of corona here. We've got lots of corona here in the real world. Do you want to come join us? My days. The levels of media coverage are... They're insane. They're laying it on so thick. It's covered over Brexit. There's no talk of the pedo prints anymore at all. It's laid on that thick. And you know what? Up until yesterday, in true Irish paddywhackery style, we still had... The toing and froing, the froing and toing, and the back and the forwards and forwards and back. The blame game. The pointing of the fingers, the HSE. Point at the Department of Health. We do have an outbreak. Back come the HSE. No, we don't. Out come the Department of Health. Yes, we do. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Even in Ireland, the borders of ridiculous now are just being smashed. They're not even being crossed. They're just being smashed. The coronavirus is what it is. It's like the swine flu. It's like the bird flu. It's like SARS. It's like foot and mouth. All of those other things, if were managed properly from the beginning, wouldn't have happened as bad as they did. What can we do about it now? We can do what we always do. We can live. But don't forget, we've survived the famine here in Ireland. All the love in the world to my English brethren. But the spuds failed and ye wouldn't feed us. We couldn't eat the cows, we couldn't eat the fish, and we couldn't eat all the veg, so we died, and the famine people sent us all the way to Australia, and that's where Binny Fallen, and Fitters, and Mooney, and Joey, and Dobbo, and all the gang, and that's what the word they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for our English brothers sending us down to Australia. It's, it's just crazy, crazy. But listen, stay healthy, stay safe, 
get yourself a little medical mask if that's what you feel you like to do. If it makes you feel happy, if it floats your boat, <laughs> if it floats anything that you need kittens off oh, for. Jesus. Maybe you should just ease off on it a little bit, but uh, as you can see, I ain't losing any sleep over coronavirus. So if you're here in the next few days or weeks or hours or minutes or seconds, or <gasps> I think I'm getting an outbreak of Jack Daniels virus. As of yet, it hasn't been enough to cancel the Paddy's Day Parade. It wasn't enough to cancel the ever so important royal visits to Ireland where they even came to Prosperous in County Kildare. And I'm sure, I'm sure the Paddy Wackery Brigade will be out. And I'm sure, I'm sure those ever so important GRR matches in Crow Park will go ahead because it has to go ahead on Paddy's Day. It just has to because that's what the man said. But don't forget, coronavirus is deadly. I know I promised this month was going to be positive for as much as possible, but that's bordering on the ridiculous. So apologies if the uh, silliness did offend, but only one place to start when it comes to the weekend's boxing, and that, of course, was the main event. John O'Carroll and Scott Quigg, and what an event. What an event uh, it proved to be. John O was box office gold from get-go. Really was from day one, from the first day of the week, from the pressers and everything else, and his in his sheepskin or fur or wool or it looked like an outfit from Game of Thrones at one point but uh, he's, he turned up guys as he always does and he delivered and in the ring absolutely immense immense now let's let's not let's not insult the man by overplaying it or overstating it he did what he had to do on the night when Quig brought a big reputation and a big pedigree to the ring but got old as we watched him. And I'll touch on that in a few minutes, but don't want it to take the shine or the gloss off what Jono did. Jono was King Kong from the get-go. And if I may use an analogy, poor old Scott Quigg was that little girl in his hand or that lady in his hand at the top of the building, crying out and screaming for some help. Uh, he, he always comes to fight. He always was there the other night to fight, but... He was going through the motions, he was, but, but there was nothing happening when he got. There was no final product, there was no outcome, there was nothing. Jono was never there to be hit and was landing his shots at will. He was angling, he was giving inches, he was getting angles, he was slipping, rolling, moving in and out. Selection from body to head, head to body. Incredible. For what it had to be on the night against the opponent in front of him, he was sensational. He really was. He never looked in trouble. He was never... I I couldn't find... I'm being honest, and I'm being really, really honest here. I always look to try and find a reason to score against when I've got a fighter that I want to win. And I couldn't find... I couldn't find a reason for... to give Scott Quigg a round. I couldn't. And that's not been disingenuous. It's not been anything. Uh, John O looked composed. He never looked flustered. Always in control. Zoned in. Apart from the end of each round, where he managed to find a minute or a second or two to g up that crowd. Without a doubt, it's his best performance. As I said, let's just reel it in a little bit and say it was what it had to be to beat the fella that was in front of him. There will be bigger, better, and tougher opponents in front of him. No doubt about that. But what it did show is that he has adapted. He's learned and he's improved from that loss to Farmer. He's taken stuff out of it, he's analysed it, he's picked it apart and he's figured out himself and Albert and the rest of his team are really are building now on what is already just a sound fundamental base. He can box, we know that. Scott Quigg looked for me at times really lost and lost. We know how tough Scott Quigg is. We know his chain is tough. We know he'll go to hell and back and we know he'll just keep going to the well and he'll try everything he has in in the repertoire but really it's just a case of ever you want to see a fighter trying what he knew and not finding any solutions or answers that was it the other night there was no final product he was the epitome for me of the cliche of growing old right in that fight right in front of you and as I said I don't want to be disingenuous I don't want to be cruel I don't want to be mean I don't want to get into the argument about the towel coming in either I don't want to because that's a team decision that is a team environment that's a team decision each manager each coach knows his fighter he knows what he can take he knows what he can give and he knows what he's got left for me Scott Quigg didn't have anything left he wasn't hurting he wasn't hurting Jono he wasn't creating any sort of discomfort he wasn't opening any sort of angles or anything at all he wasn't given anything to lead me to believe that he could go from round 8 
2-12 and win inflict damage just didn't see it I really am kind of a little bit sad to see the likes of himself and Crawler and fighters like that now moving on and gone Bellew is already gone we're seeing a generation that are just moving along and what's coming behind from a UK point of view isn't really that spectacular and a good friend of mine texted me during the fight the other night because I had told him to watch it and see what he thought uh, that it could potentially turn into a gunfight and he texted me asking me what, what's happening here like they're talking about the, of course the Sky Sports pundits were talking up Quig and Jono was given a lot of in fairness a lot of the Dave Caldwell shout out to Dave Caldwell might be on here soon will be on here soon um, gave the nod Carl Frampton all the guys gave the nod to Jono because as I thought the fresher fighter he's been the busier fighter we didn't know what was going to come but the way I explained it and the way I would explain it to people who wouldn't be necessarily massive ca- diehard fanatical boxing fans the way I explain it is if, if you look at the main attributes what are the key skills some will say power some will say punching some will say strength when you think about it and you can get back to the original to its initiate to its to its beginnings the sweet science it's called timing and distance so when your timing is on point you're able to control that distance you can time your opponent you can deliver your shots you can get in you can roll out slip out whatever way you choose you get you give you de- you deliver damage and you get back out with minimal or no damage that is the sweet science it's getting it's hit and not get hurt you're talking about milliseconds microseconds can be the difference between a shot slipping by your ear or landing with maximum torque and sending you into a daze when timing slips damage starts and the way I kind of summed it up if you imagine a boxer being like a car when they come out of the amateurs fresh brand new smell of new car new mats nice and clean hardly no mileage on the clock nothing at all when you turn the key in the car it starts with that vroom, starts that big lovely sound and as you, as you drive out the gates you just it has a pep in its step it has that extra little bit of je ne sais quoi as TT would say but as you drive the miles and you drive to if you're driving to work every day or if you're driving to do a podcast in Belfast or driving to do a podcast in Galway or Cork or wherever the case may be and you do it over and over and over again and then maybe someday you're down to town or whatever else and you get a bang on the side of the car or some f- reverses out without watching you send it off to the body shop to get repaired and it comes back but it's never really the same it's never really the exact same the car is has a has a bit of a mark on it and has a bit of a sort of rattle in it all of a sudden and there's a scratch and mentally in your head you know the damage is there that it's just really been filled and covered over boxers are the same every time they get in that ring and they get into a scrap if you get into a dog fight if you get into the phone box and you're going toe to toe and you're, you're treading leather you leave a piece of yourself in that ring and, and, and being brutally honest more often than not you don't get that piece back so the sweet science part of this amazing sport is that not to not get hit but not to not get hurt as far as I'm concerned so to create your angles to create your entrances to create your exits to slip in and roll out slip out and roll in whatever way you want to do it create your openings and exits limit the damage and the more the more slick you can keep that engine the less damage you can take on that body or of the car or the boxer the fresher that boxer is going to be the fresher that car is going to be every time you turn that key you'll get that vroom but in some cases like the other night with Scott Quigg he turned the key the engine started slipped it into first got through second did he get to third could see him struggling with the gears I don't think it was slipping into third for him and the Scott Quigg of old would have gone one, two, three, four, five into fifth gear and he would have I'm not saying with Jono I'm saying him of old regardless of who was in front of him he goes through the gears and that was the best way I could sum it up for somebody that wouldn't be a fanatical die hard watch the boxing all the time when the timing slips damage starts that's when your health suffers and for the other night I was really glad and happy to see Scott Quigg make his decision after it's a little bit emotional of course it's going to be it's all he's ever done and his story is brilliant 
left school to go be a boxer because he didn't know or want to do anything else. He's easy to make fun of, he's easy for the media to pick holes on, and he's easy for the trolls on, on social media because he doesn't interview well. But he's sincere, he's honest, he's tough. And I hope he has a good life and I hope he enjoys his retirement. And for Jono, man, you're welcome here anytime. I love everything. I love the image. I love the way... I just love the way he's available. He's out there. He's available to the fans, to the public, to everybody and anybody. He's messaged me back numerous occasions. I will. We will speak to him someday. He'll be on here someday. I, I've no doubt about that. And until then, I will keep watching, keep enjoying and keep driving that hype train because that's... Entertainment 101. Before we get along to the first guest of this week's episode, I want to give a shout out to a lady by the name of Sarah McCoy, listening to us up there in the north, who has been listening to some of her recent interviews. Not too sure how many she's heard, but uh, reached out and said hello and uh, has been intriguing me for the last, say, day or so. Just uh, I, great to get the comments, great to get the input, always really valued. So thanks very much to Sarah. Hope all is well with you. The last time I chatted to Ray Moylet was a little over a year ago, just ahead of his bout with Christian Uzaquita in the Royal Theatre in Castlebar. It was the night before the fight, he had just done away and he was sitting with his feet in front of the fire and who would have known then what way that fight was going to turn out? Not just the result, but you'll hear Ray talk about it here, you'll hear him talk about how the fight unfolded and the process that he's gone through since. He is about to fight for the New England super lightweight title in Boston House of Blues on Saturday night against fellow Irishman. Another friend of the episode here and great fella. One of the absolute nicest fellas I have chatted with. And I know I say that about all most people, but I mean it about most people. Uh, Larry My- Larry Fryers, he fights on Saturday night and we'll have Larry on just after Ray here in a few minutes time. But here's Ray to talk about Castlebar, everything since and what comes next. It wasn't, no, no, but that's, but that's part of boxing, that's part of everything, that's part of life, that's the way it goes, you know, you don't always get what you want. I'm chatting to Dennis Hogan here, and he said to pass something on to you. He has, he has set the bar high for the rest of us, so that's what we're chasing. Big year, wasn't it? A big year, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, fair play to him, but good, that's what, we need to see that, you know, it's nice to see other Irish lads being successful and getting the big fights and getting out there fighting, that's what dreams are made of, but the only, it, it becomes, it becomes realistic then when someone you know, when you can relate to it, that's when it comes real. And, and you know what it is, I'm a bit of a romantic and uh, when it's in every way, but when it comes to boxing as well, I, I, with yourself and Larry having chatted to both of you, it, it, it's one of those ones where you're just like, oh shit, you have to do it, it's going to happen now, and you knew it was going to happen. Well, that's uh, it, but, but we'll bring out the best in each other. Exactly. The way I look at it, we'll bring out the best in each other, and that's how it's... And, and That's it'll, what it's it'll all feed, about. It'll feed the, um, it'll do, it'll, it'll, either or, whichever way it pans out for both of you, it's, it's, um, it's a credit to you to take it because there's a lot of people run from it and we're seeing an awful lot of that lately. There's a lot of lads doing a lot of talking. Yeah, there's a lot of dodging, yeah, there's a lot of dodging, but as Dennis Hogan said, I'm getting old, or he's getting old, well, the two of us are getting old, I don't know, but. These these opportunities don't come around every day, so you take them when they're there. That's the way I look at it. How's it been for you, Ray? Yeah, busy busy year out of the ring, I would say. It's been a lot going on personally and professionally and everything else. How are you? are doing well, though. You're sounding great. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing very well. You know, if if this was put to me a few years ago, I would have I would have ran away from it. You know, a year out of the ring, a year of things not going your way. A year of hassle with management, a year of hassle with visa applications, a year of hassle with paperwork. It was, it was, it was a, a, my worst nightmare, really, whatever it's meant. If these things dribbled and drabbled over a 10-year career, they would have been very manageable. But to happen all consecutively, you know, one after another, it was sort of very disheartening, to say the least. But thankfully... Um, I have a good team behind me, and I have good people around me that I could I could stick to what I'm doing. I just focus on the boxing, and everything around me then was was being was being fixed up. But without that, um, there's no way I'd be sitting here talking with you today, um, getting ready to fight um, in one of my biggest fights. So I had a year of hell, but it it will only make me stronger now, and I, and I really know what what. To have my career now back on track, what it's worth, you know, and how how it feels to be able to be able to fight again is is massive. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I can echo that as well. It's it's not only boxing, but it, I keep saying this to everybody. I keep saying this to anyone that listen. Everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what you've got in your bank, no matter what you've got in your pocket, no matter what you've got over your head or not, everyone has a battle. Every one of us has a grind or a battle of some sort, and it's never. It, it's the ones that are honest about it will show it and tell it, but it's the ones that yeah. not everybody is built like that. And, and uh, I can absolutely uh, um, resonate with what you've said there. Mm. That it's been one of those years where there's been ups, there's been downs, but as Elton John says, we're still standing. Well, that's it. Like we, we're all exposed to the the social media platform that it throws out. Everyone is having a brilliant life. Everyone is going well. Everything is great everywhere. Well, except you, the, the man looking at it, and you're wondering why is things not going right for you, and they're so disheartening. But everyone has, I have massive issues going on, trying to get over them and work with them, and, and my family has them, my neighbor's family has them, everyone has them. In every gym in Ireland, there's people struggling with different things. And but to be able to to keep fighting with that and to keep going with it that nothing is perfect but then when the good days do come they're absolutely fucking great and that's what it's all about to keep chasing the great days and I think that's what it is no matter what way the world goes no matter what way the world is going when you've got that outlook when you've got it in your mind and you've got good people yeah. behind you you're pretty much going to be able to deal with anything right? yeah and as you said there you mentioned that thing. and no matter what way the fight goes you still have yeah. you still pick up the pieces and go the, the, go the next day this is this is not life or death fight. There's many people, as we know, with this coronavirus and with cancer, whatever. There's people in life or death fights every minute of every day, and thankfully this is not one of them. So this is not the be all and end all. This is a fight, a chance for us to express ourselves and to enjoy the stage and uh, to move on after. We're going to move on regardless, depending on whether we win or lose. It'll just change the direction. But in terms of we, everything will everything will still be grand and dandy on uh, the, the day after the fight. To hear yourself talk about it, to hear Andy talk about it, to hear Jason, to hear people stand up now and say, look, boxing is boxing. It's the truest form of, of combat. It's two people testing themselves against. So if there's, if, there, if there's no zero at the end of a career, well then, to me, that's a, that's a positive because you've tested yourself against the best. Yeah, you've, been, yeah. you've found, you've, you've overcome the adversity and you're in that position now. You're ready to kick it on again. How, how I am, and I, I have nothing to lose now. You know, um, I have been defeated in my career. I'm not afraid of defeat now. I'm not. So now it's not it's not in the back of my mind. I don't care about it. I just want to go out there and perform again. And back into the ring where I love, that's what. That's why I do it. That's why I spent the last year in the gym training. Because I want to get back in under the lights and back into the ring. That's what sets my soul alight. That's what keeps me, gets me up every morning. That's. And that's why I've spent the last 20 years doing what I do, is to get into the ring. It's not to, to finish my career with a zero, as you said. So this is about getting into the ring and physically feeling that emotion that it gives you. And that's, that's all about it. And tell me, Ray, a bit of a strange question here, and, and take a bit what, what you may. Was, was the defeat and was the whole experience of it and, the, and everything after, was it as bad as you expected? Was it worse? Was it not so bad? Or was it just a case of, of something new that you had to just overcome that as well? I, I, I haven't taken any negative from that night in Castlebar for my fight. The, the amount of positivity that was, came around the whole event, um, the atmosphere around the arena, the crowd that was there, the fight that the two guys had in the middle of the ring, um, getting up in the fifth round twice, coming back in round six, seven, eight, you know, losing a close decision. It had every emotion in the place. And for me to say I had reg- I, I had regrets and there was it was a failure would be very, very selfish of me because that night was unbelievable um, for Irish boxing and for for even the, for the, for anyone that travelled to see it, anyone that watched it on TV, that was real and it was raw, and that's what people needed to see. And for me to say um, a negative about it would be would be very unjust for me. But thankfully, it's I've taken loads of positives from it. And believe it or not, I, I won a world title in 2008, won a European two title in 2011, won numerous national titles, and people don't care about that. People never ask about that. 
people ask me the question to this day, how did you get up in the fifth round? I can't believe you got up in the fifth. That's unbelievable. And then that's it. They don't care who won the fight. They don't care what happened after. They don't care about anything else. They want to know how we got up in the fifth round. And that's what I'm being recognised for now. And fair enough, it was probably, you know, getting no one wants to get knocked down. Absolutely not. It's, it's the last thing in your mind. But when I got knocked down, I got up. And but people related to that. And people bought into that. And people, that's that's connected with people. People don't want to see everyone winning everything, going around Swanee Doll um, and doing great because it's very hard to relate to that because not everyone is in that position. But when you're in the position of the people, they can relate to you and then they can buy into you. And so in terms of one of my biggest successes to date is getting up in the sixth round. And that's the way it is. That's, so that's one of my biggest nights in my whole career was that night. So I can't say it was a failure. No, not at all. Ray, anyone that's watched you over the years and and wanted wanted the trick and and saw what that whole occasion meant to you, the build up to it, the way you were received, the way it all just it 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 set the imagination alight around Ireland. And what it does is it proves that okay, we may not be able to have boxing in Dublin, but what it does prove is that Dublin isn't Ireland and it doesn't have to stop there. So if when we see shows in the Neptune Stadium, when we see shows in Waterford, we saw shows in Castle Bar. Anyone that knew anything about Ray Moylet knew that it was going to take a freaking elephant going to keep you down in that fifth round. So I'm not taking away from the amazing yeah. and cojones and everything else it took, but that to me was you doing what you do. Well, I appreciate that. That's a very kind of you, and I've hit a chord with me definitely. But this is like this is all about getting in and testing yourself. Like there's, there's so many things happening around the world that this is a chance to get in, do what you love doing, Everyone wants the big fight. This is a big fight. Why would I not take it? This is exactly where I want to be. I couldn't wish for anything more at this moment of time. Everything is 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 in flow. If that's the word you mentioned, Jerry Hussey earlier, yeah. and he mentioned the the word flow, and I think that's just the way everything is now. And, and Paddy Paddy Fitzpatrick is another fellow who's flow and vibe as well. It's it's um it's 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 key part to the creative, whether it's football, whether it's whether it's hurling, whether it's boxing, whether it's music, you're creative, you know what flow means. And if you're not, yeah. go have a look. If not, it's 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 a very special state. And you hit that flow state, I tell you one thing, production is, is greater than any drug or any manufactured stuff, anything at all Absolutely, that you ever, yeah. ever wish to have. Um, we're heading into, as I said, what we're about, what are we? What day is today? The 5th. So we're about uh, 15 Yeah, about 10 days. Ago. I've nine days out, yeah. I think Paddy's Day in Ireland, and I mean this, not in a disrespect to you, I think maybe it's gone a little bit dusty. It's got a little bit of cobwebby. But when you look at what the Casey, the, the Dropkick Murphys and the lads were able to do, you had two or three fights, you had a gig, and then you had a, just a proper old-fashioned piss-up in the middle of it all afterwards. Those are special occasions, aren't they? Oh, it's, it's massive. This is not um, Paddy's Day. This is yeah. Paddy's Week. There's a week of concerts in, in Boston through the Dropkick Murphys. Um, and on one of the days, there's a fight, there's a fight night uh, thrown in there as well, just to to mix it up a bit. <laughs> but this is a celebration of Irishness and of culture and of love and everything else that comes with it. But everyone in Boston comes out and supports, whether they're at the fight or not, it doesn't matter. But usually the parade then is on the next day, the Boston, the South Boston Day Parade. And we're probably in that again this year. Um, please God, I'll be in it with my belt. And the crowds of people that are around South Boston is unbelievable. And they're all Irish and they're all passionate about what they have. And the, the, I say it myself, they are more Irish than we are here at home. I know we used to a bit dusty and a bit that, but I think when we have it on the doorstep, I think it just becomes nearly... I don't know, we just get a bit, not fed up with it, but it just becomes very easy. But they they put it all out there. You know, they're living away from home. A lot of them had to travel over a few years ago to try and make a better life for themselves. They're successful. They're out there all year, and their families are here in Ireland to see them. So it's 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 an emotional place out there, um, especially around Paddy's Day for, for definitely the, the Irish in South Boston, because... It's, uh, we're very comfortable here we've family all around and we've friends everywhere but if you move over to a place um, 
so far away, it's not the same, you know. So I think they used it a week to celebrate and to become Irish again. Without looking too far ahead, what, what would be the best hope for 2020 for yourself sitting New Year's Eve with the feet up, the modern in front of you, the fire burning and a cup of tea in your hand? What, what would be the ideal scenario? That's it. Um, yeah, I suppose, that we, you know, you have to look at, you have to, we have to plan everything, you know, we have to be, to be seen, to be known, everything. Even though I can't look past um, the fight with Larry, obviously, but we still have to figure out what we want. Um, so I plan to to win that New England title against Larry, and I hope to have a defence maybe in May. Um, and then I'm actually having a child in June. Uh, hopefully all goes well. So that's set down for that. So I'll have a month or two off then, and then I'll get back on track and hope to have two fights before the end of the year and uh, to be set on a nice ranking, um, maybe top 10 or top 15 in America, and maybe in a position to fight for a European belt of some sort um, by New Year's Eve from a feet up. Congratulations, absolutely. And the fact that you're even able to focus when you're that close to having the baby yourself, you're a superman altogether. <laughs> How's no, the, I'm queen? Not, How's the like, queen be? Is she okay? Uh, she no, I, I don't. She, she's very good, yeah. But <laughs> I think I can focus now, no problem. I don't know how I'll be in a few months. but. <laughs> There's so many parallels I can see with yourself and Packy, Spike and Packy, chatting to young Reese recently as well. He's a special young fella as well. And, and yeah. I love the way that you like nothing. I won't say nothing gets you down, but you certainly don't let it keep you down for too long. And, and that's a special. That's thing. Not, we're like we're like brothers in that gym, and that's the way it has to be. You know, if there's something that's if there's something up, I'll say it. I don't go around and we don't let it resonate. If, if Packy doesn't like something that I bring up the table, he'll tell me straight away. And that's it. It's done and dusted. There's, no, there's nowhere to hide. There's no bullshit. It's straight up honesty. And that's what we have. And that's what I could ring him at 3 o'clock in the morning and ask him anything. And he could do the same to me. And that's, you know, so even though I'm in the ring fighting, but he, he's definitely pulling the strings outside and helping me with everything there. So I'm grateful for that. And, and how does the shy Spike fit into all that? Because he's a quite withdrawn, kind of a shy sort of fella. So does he fit in? Yeah, Spike. Spike. <laughs> Spike is some character, all right. I knew it's that amazing, three years ago when I when I started. Yeah, we got on very well. But now, when we're together, there's not a whole lot of sense being talked. Definitely not. And uh, you definitely want to watch your back and you want to make sure your trousers are tight and little things like that. And you want to make sure you leave your wallet at home. Because he'll end up paying for everything. He's a movie star now, though, isn't he? Will he be in for the grub? He is a movie star. But <laughs> he still won't bring his wallet for grub. <laughs> it's a privilege to chat with you all the time. I wish you Absolutely, well. Absolutely. Yeah, no bother. Thank you very much for the call. You're a great man for the sport, so I really appreciate it. What a breath of fresh air. Positive outlook. Looking forward, not looking back. Best of luck to Ray on Saturday night. Hope all goes well for him. And, of course, his new arrival due very soon as well. And Ron Date was on last week talking about how prepared he was and ready to take advantage of an opportunity that was in front of him by beating Revo Kundiman. He hit the ground running, he prepared, he peppered, and he did. He hit the ground running, he peppered the Indonesian with a variety of hurting shots. His onslaught caused Kundiman to signal enough after the third. And it was a great win, which takes Rohan to 12-0. and could well set up a tremendous Irish title fight now where and when and who knows I'd, all remains to be seen it looks like it could well be with another warrior from the south a Cork man by the name of Noli Murphy but all that is in the future that was the only good news to come out of Dubai for Irish boxers at the weekend Steve Collins Jr. went down to a serious knockout and very hard knockout in the first round to Australian prospect Caesar Tapia uh, Collins had attempted to roll the dice and step up and, and hopefully gain some ground by taking this fight with his hard-hitting opponent but it didn't work out for him and this time he took some seriously hard-hitting and hurting shots that sent him down unconscious it looked like to the floor and we wish him well, hope all was well afterwards and hope he gets back and we'll see him in some domestic action here again soon but we wish the Wolfhound well after that fight it was a harsh knockout when you see it not nice to look at and the biggest upset of the weekend for me and for most Irish boxing fans and boxing fans in general was Port Leishman TJ Dohany losing what was a tick over fight and when that's not been disingenuous or being harsh or being smart or anything else it was seen to keep him busy to keep the cobwebs off as he would possibly plot a course towards Agmedeliov but uh, it was a strange sort of a fight TJ seemed to struggle to get going I haven't seen it in its full uh, in its entirety 
but he did seem to struggle to get going then he did get going uh, caught his man and had him about out but couldn't just get him out just couldn't get him out it got scrappy and got messy and it was as if the message coming to TJ again I'm only surmising when you look at a fighter of his experience and of his calibre and of his uh, decoration and, and absolute uh, world champion that's what TJ Lohanie is when you see him kind of stepping on the gas and trying to get his fighter out of there, to me, that is a sign that he knows he's got to get him out there. Uh, there's a chance to get him out there and probably that his team has told him that as well. Uh, he dropped, he had a point taken off from late in the fight as well, which wouldn't have helped matters. And just a very strange performance for TJ, who I believe had prepped very well. Rohan had said that his his, um, his preparations were, were, as always, very, very good. So, look, it's not going to end his journey it's not going to it might dent it a little bit it might set him back a step or two but look these things happen this is boxing it's the pain game it's the hurt game and nothing's ever straightforward in Poland our Cork biased Cork our Cork based Slovak middleweight Vladimir Beluski stopped his opponent in phenomenal style phenomenal style talk about making a guy dance the first round in Poland a hugely fancied fighter he was in against and Conor Slater's fighter delivered the goods what's next for Vladimir who knows gonna have a chat with him soon really soon looking forward to catching up with him he's a character and a half but well done to you Vladimir brilliant brilliant win for you and a brilliant win for your career as well Stevie Donnelly had a takeover fight at the weekend after his first one out since winning the ultimate boxer did what he had to do beat Pavelaj Albert Albrecht in three rounds and now he faces the fancied UK Olympian Troy Williamson on May 2nd on the undercard of Josh Taylor's fight in Scotland what a fight that will be and what a what an atmosphere that's going to create as well so well done to you mate and Fred O'Malley just just no luck for Fred O'Malley what about what a man wears his heart on his sleeve a tremendous fighter a real gutsy all in sort of fighter you can't but like Fred O'Malley he's just a real character and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right Mary. Uh, you you're, you're really are a, a character and a half Danny Dinger, Dignam is just a good good fighter just a little bit better on the night Fred pushed him all the way all the way until the seventh round he took a, a huge huge body shot did well to get back up from it took another one in the eighth and then in the ninth there was just nothing left and uh, as always that man will go out on his shield and, and he did so in emphatic fashion and as in every bout it takes two to tango and Ray's opponent in the opposite corner on Saturday night for the New England light, super lightweight title will be Monaghan man Larry Friars who has been predominantly based in New York for most of his career has boxed in Boston occasionally and he joined me on the weekend to chat about everything since his last fight in the Hulu Theatre in New York and what this fight means to him I have everyone's keeping good so they are as I say um, have me son he's just climbing up me back here now and, uh, he is he is he's keeping me on my toes and as I say um, and me and my there, wife right? yeah April April 16th is the due date for 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 Baba number two. Wow, how special is that, huh? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, we can't, we can't wait. We're over the moon for it, you know. So, as I say, it's great. Just you know, when you see what 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 they can do and what joy they can bring out. It is. It puts a different outlook on things, and especially when you look around the world and you see the different things and and like. You can let stuff get like Kobe Bryant and all that, and, and, and sometimes the world just has a habit of tapping you on the shoulder and reminding you, you know, look, this is what's really important. Oh yeah, look every every morning I wake up and I see I see his wee face, you know. That's what's really important, you know what I mean. Everything else, you know, it's just it's all hearsay stuff, you know what I mean. Like the, you know, the stupid stuff we actually worry over. When you look at the bigger picture of things, like it's it's nothing. Like. And you know what it is? It's funny. I'm gonna say this is gonna sound funny now, but I chatted to Ray earlier on this morning because I'm trying to get ahead because Fergal McCrory is fighting in MSG on on 17, and I'm trying to rather right not be chasing you lads on fight night with weight cuts and everything. I just don't want to be tormenting anyone. So I have mm. and very similar outlook. The same as yourself. No matter what, we're going to get it on. We're going to fight, and whatever way it goes, go, we'll all move on. And as long as everyone is safe, and it's it seems to be light years ago that boxers were hating on each other, and everyone was ripping the place apart and killing each other and <laughs> throwing tables around the place. Yeah. No, look here. At the end of the day, it's 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 a sport. It's a business. You know what I mean? We give it our all. We wanna we wanna push on. We wanna move on. But at the end of the day, like you know. Our lives aren't going to come to a complete standstill because of a loss. Like, do you know what I mean? Both of us are both of us are going in there with the attitude we're going to win and we're going to do whatever it costs to win. I know I am, and I'm near sure Ray is as well. But at the end of the day, like after it's all said and done, my life's not going to stop. You know what I mean? I don't think his is. I don't think his is either. 
that's it. That, that that's what it's all about. Before the fight, I'd shake Ray's hand and wish him all the best. You know what I mean? We've already done it personally. You know, we we we, we wish each other all the best for this fight. And after the fight, regardless of what the result is, I'd be putting my hand out as well. You know, that's that's what I've always done, and that's what I will always do. You know. Yeah, and that's what makes this sport so truly amazing. Here's the thing, right? Nobody and you can say what you want. Nobody has a, tr- a perfect training camp. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You can't do what we do for seven or eight weeks solid and not pick up injuries, not pick up sickness, not pick up anything at all, you know, be down in the dumps for a week or two, you know, disrupt your whole training camp. It just, anybody that says they've had a pitch perfect training camp, I'd love to see it, you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's virtually impossible with the rounds we're putting in, with the training we're doing, you know, you're going to have your bad days and you're going to have your good days. But really and truly, it's how you it's how you bring it into the ring. You know what I mean? And that's 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 what you have to look at. You know, once it's all said and done, just hold your hands up and say, "On the night, the better man won." That was it. You know what I mean? Don't start blaming what happened in your training camp three weeks ago or what happened two weeks ago. You know, or your, or your just, transformer costume on the way to the ring. <laughs> yeah, if, if 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 that's the case, you know, and as Tyson Fury did point out. Wilder was bumming and blowing about how he uses a forty-five pound weight vest every every training session. Okay, so you're training with that extra forty-five pounds on. Now all of a sudden you're saying that the forty-pound costume you wore for five minutes into the ring took your legs away. You know, wh- wh- which is the truth and which is the bullshit? Like the big the big jabs that he was eating from round one to seven is what took his legs away, and that's the truth about it. And then he wasn't going to say any different. I want to see something about something substantial to back it up because all just, I'm hearing is strength. Yeah, just admit it. Fury landed that big shot and it took his legs clean from under him and he couldn't regain them. And that's it. There's no, just be the bigger man and say, say what the truth is. I got, I got hit. I got caught. The body couldn't recover. I tried my best. I couldn't, I couldn't regain my legs. And that was it. People are going to stand back and say, fair play, that, that's what happened, you know. It's like it's like when you get knocked out, you know. What are you going to say? Oh, well, sure, I didn't see the punch coming, so it doesn't count. You still got knocked out. <laughs> it's it's amazing when you look at the person sort of raised expecting a new baby, yourself expecting a new baby. Both had a had a reversal in your last fight. You've had ups and downs. So now it's all going on the line for what's going to be a really special week, Paddy's week in Boston. Yeah. How have you experienced that before, and and how has it been for you? You know. Look, I've 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 been privileged enough to um to have fought on some big shows on St Patrick's weekend, you know. Like I was I was lucky enough to fight on uh, Michael Conlon's debut when he fought in Madison Square Garden, you know. And you know, like I say, I, I've been I've been lucky enough that on St Patrick's weekends I've been on big shows. So that that aspect of it, you know, isn't playing on my mind and I'm not worried about, you know, oh Jesus St Patrick's weekend, oh I'm gonna have to put on it. You know, I've been there and I've done it. You know, at the end of the day, this this for me is is a big fight. It's a big opportunity, and that's that's the way I'm keeping it. You know, the, the whole St. Patrick's Day thing, it's just, it's just an extra bonus. You know what I mean? And it adds extra spice to to, to what me and Ray's going to bring. You know, sure, absolutely. And as far as the last fight, then again, it was a huge event, huge occasion, massive respect to you for it. I mean, without giving all the usual hard looks and all that, it was a you, you did what a real warrior does. You you went out on your shit. You went out swinging. Yeah, definitely, definitely, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Look, like I say, in this sport, you, you never really lose. You just learn, you know. If ever you do turn around and say you've lost, then, then it's time to give it up, you know what I mean? You're not willing you're not willing to take anything from the fight, you know. Thankfully enough I'm not at that stage yet. I'm 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 very much willing to keep learning and keep progressing on what I on what I wanna do, you know. And uh, look, that last fight wasn't ideal. You know, I could I could list you off the amount of things that went against me, but at the end of the day, you know, I've learned from them now. You know, and I I know if that situation were to happen again, I, I I'd have to do certain things, you know, and just see how it goes from there. But no, definitely from that last fight, you know, I'm just taking the positives because if I take the negatives, I'd only bring myself down, you know. Yeah, and it's very easy. We we we've a habit, especially us Irish lads. I'd call it the famine mentality. We have this attitude sometimes that when one or two things go wrong, the whole fucking ceiling tends to cave in, and we think the world is against us. But yeah, look, as I say, thankfully, you know. Being, being where I am, you know, and the connections I've built up, you know, I've got that good network of sparring and, 
you know, anytime I need it, I can get it, you know. And like I say, you know, we'll be finishing up this week. This will be our last. This will be our last couple of sparring sessions, and then that'll be it, you know. Fight week, we'll just be we'll just be tapering everything down and getting the weight right, and that'll be us. We'll be bang on, you know. Sunday is when is when uh, when. when the misses and the sun disappear for the week, you know, which is which is always hard. But as I say, you know, it's just it's, it's just a lot safer for everybody. You know what I mean? Because yeah. especially she she she's going through her own stuff at the minute too, and she doesn't need my bullshit to, to piss her off. You know, yeah. <laughs> I I've been privileged enough to fight in Boston once, and that that was an unbelievable experience for me. You know, and I've been itching to get back fighting in Boston again because of it. You know. And you know the fact the fact that I'm getting to do it now. Once St. Patrick's weekend, you know, it, it it will be a magical weekend in my eyes. You know what I mean? And to be to be doing it and to be in against a guy of Ray's quality, you know what I mean? Two 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 Irish lads putting it all in the line for 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 what is for both of us a, a make or break fight. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be, it's not gonna end us. You know, the loser will go on to do good things. I do believe that, but. Look, we we both know where we're at in this stage of our careers, and we both know what this fight means to us. You know what I mean? Like it's already been pointed out, we're both coming off losses, so this this is a real big fight. You know what I mean? The venue mightn't be the biggest, but the atmosphere is going to be humongous. I know, I know, from my point of view, it will be, and I know from his, it will be as well. And for ourselves, this is the biggest fight of our careers. So at the end of the day, it is massive. Didn't I tell you? Two genuine, honest to God fellas. Massive is right. Thanks, Larry. Thanks a million for your time. Thanks a million for being so accessible all the time. And even when it's not for an interview, it's constant messages backwards and forwards and just just one of another list of a hell of a nice fella. And I wish him well. And I wish his beautiful family well. And I wish Ray's family well. And I wish the two of them all the best in the world on Saturday night. I'm sitting on the fence on this one. I'm not calling it. I don't want to call it. I just wish the two of them to put on the best show they can and the best man will win and everybody goes home safe afterwards and you won't hear me sit on the fence too often but I am on this one want to give a little mention here to a man who was also due coming up now is a man who was due to top the bill on that card in the House of Blues in Boston Garda Niall Kennedy is a gory based he's a honest as the day is long he's as big as a house and he has a heart and a, and a, and a will the size of it and when you hear him talk about the injuries that he suffered in the last 12 months and still gone through the barrier you will understand what I mean about a heart the size of a house here's Niall Kennedy last year I fought with an injury and it went against me and Pascal this year wouldn't wouldn't let that stop and you know that's the first thing came to mind when you said it when when you told me the other day you texted the other day about you were, you were on the way to the hospital I thought well there's certain injuries you, you go to the hospital with and certain ones you don't, so I guessed, and when you had said you were off the card, but... Since last August I've been unlucky, I've I done my back fairly bad. I didn't realise I'd done it as bad, but I'd done it fairly bad the week before um, the Devon Vargas fight, and hindsight is a great thing, but I probably should have pulled out a Vargas fight, but we thought, you know, with business and the last the week before a fight, you tend to relax. And, and do very little so I thought that I thought the back could recuperate and I thought it'd be alright so well, hi- hindsight is a great thing yeah and was it I, I remember watching that interview with you on Off the Ball and it was uh, it was brutally honest it was very it was it was raw you know and it's hard when, when you can hear to me in a fighter's voice what they're not saying was it as, it was as simple as you had kind of weathered it got into the ring and as soon as you did a stretch then it popped on you again was it it wasn't, it's not even a stretch, it's a silly sort of a, I wouldn't say a ritual, but I, I bend over and I come up with my hands and across, I start to touch my toes as a stretch, and then I come up with my hands and across during the introductions, and it's for, it's for people that have passed, friends and family that have passed away, and I don't, I do it as a sort of a tribute, but, and look, looking for a little bit of, of help from up above or something like that, mm. but, and, as I bent over, the back went completely. It snapped into spasm. And see, I didn't realize I I bore bulging discs, but Jesus. everyone can have like we can all manage bulging discs, you know. But the bad thing about it then is that one of them was herniated, and the herniated disc was rubbing off a root nerve. So when that when I bent over, that just sent the back into spasm. So and then you're you're caught in a situation that. I 
I probably should have turned around and said it to Pascal, but you're in the ring and, and the introductions are over now. You're coming out like you can't turn around and say, Pascal, my back is after going because you'd nearly be afraid of being looked on as a bottle job. Like. And, but the honesty as well that's there, and, and I suppose, it, for again, people that look from the outside and, and people that take time to look past all the, 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 the usual hype that goes of boxing. You look at Packy, I, I look at, I see probably one of the most real characters, I won't even say character, real people. I mean, you look at his family, mm. you look at himself, you look at how he is with you, with Spike, with Ray. I hear how young Reese, how his fighters talk about him. He, he's more than a trainer. He, Jerry Cooney said to me, way back in my very first interview, he said, real coaches are more than Padmen. They're, they're almost like surrogate parents. He's, and, I know, oh, yeah. I know you're probably a bit old to have Packy as your daddy, but at the same time, he, he does care for you lads in the way that a genuine real coach does, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and look, that I I think the best coaches are like that. I was very lucky as an amateur boxing for the boxing club when I had Heidler and, and Aiden minding me as a chap, and then Darren O'Toole, my best friend, started training me then. And like, evolved from that then to to join or to go pro and meet up with Packy and it was very lucky to get that connection and I'm, I, I, I'm very I'm well aware that I was very lucky that he took me on as well but it just we seemed to click from day one even when I was up spamming and we had a good relationship so but he is he's very real he's very honest he'll tell you like he'll tell you where where you are really and, and I I was probably naive in, in the Vargas fight that I should have said it to him because it, it had given him an opportunity to change the plan. So I was just, I, for fear of sounding like I bottled it or nerves had got to me, I didn't want to say it, but hindsight is a great thing. Yeah, but the important side of it is as well, and what people mightn't realise, uh, I said it to Ray, I chatted to Ray and Larry last week, and you know what it is, Nile, the romantic side of me... <laughs> I hate seeing our own lads fight. I really do. I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say in boxing, but unless there's something on the table for that now, and for the two lads, this is there's something on the table. This is a crossroads. It's a big one for the pair of them. They're both coming off losses. They're both, they're both just, yeah. they're both just great lads, and they're great. That take that one side of it, but the environment that they're going to fight in as well in Boston, it's it has to be seen to be believed, doesn't it? As massive mirror, as I boxed, I've only boxed three times in Ireland. And I've had, what, 12 fights in Boston now. So it's phenomenal, like, to, to take you under the wing. And Larry has boxed completely in New York, more or less, and he had one fight in Boston very recently as well. So he'll have a massive crowd coming up from New York, like, it's only an hour trip as well. So he, he'll have big support, but Ray has a massive follow on in Boston. So, like, just, that venue, I'm not sure if you've seen our videos of it, like that venue is insane. On Paddy, the Paddy's Day show, it's crazy. Like there'll be 3,000 people absolutely hopping to the rafters looking at that fight. It's for really and truly, there's still gateway fights for us. Like, but to have that sort of exposure to that type of a crowd is insane. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah, and, and I said that, I watched it last, I watched the live one last year, and I've watched it a couple of times when you lads fight over there, but the whole magnitude of it and the occasion, and I th- I keep saying this here, Paddy's Day in Ireland, if I, if I may, and, and if, I don't want to get strung up for saying this, but it's kind of gone a little bit stale, it's gone a little bit, if you're not one, if, if, you're, the, if you're the sort of fella who's grown up, and you've left the days of going to the pub for the day, and slobbering around the place, and watching lads that only get out once or twice a year, making a show of themselves, well then it becomes a little bit, a little bit routine. You might watch the GA on the telly or you might watch whatever. You might go to the parade with the young lad or whatever. Point being, yeah. when you look at it over there, Ray pointed it out to me per- perfectly. He said they don't have the luxury of Irish becoming um, a little bit stale. He said to them, it's just massive. And you have a fight, you have a, a, a knees up, you have the drop kicks then drawn into the middle of it. And it's just the raucous, the noise, the energy that's coming out of it. You're one of them and they're one of you. That, that's, that's just the way it is on fight day, isn't it? It is, because I suppose, like what Ray said, like, it's their chance to be completely Irish for one day and be so proud of it. And when you have an Irish fighter on a card, then they're just a fully behind you. Like, it's, it's mad. And I've been very lucky, Kevin McBride is sort of 
being there ringside with me for two or three. I, this, if I hadn't got injured, I'd have existed in my fourth year on this show. But, um, so Kevin has been there every year for me as well, like, and, and having someone who has been there, done it, and, and bought the t-shirts. And in my opinion, no disrespect to anyone else, like, but Kevin McBride will be your bother as an Irish heavyweight. And my, like, there's, there's no one, maybe Mike Perez, but Mike Cuban, first and foremost, like, yeah. so Kevin will be the benchmark, if you say. Oh, what a what a what a fella! I had him on here last. Oh my god! It was like just the nicest. I don't know. I don't have any words. Just a just one hell of a nice man. He spoke. He's just respect. He he. I I'd be shocked. I'm sure he is capable of of this in a little bit. But he's just he, he's got so much positivity and so much good and just. Yeah, and he's just such. He's had a tough life, and but mm. he 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 has such kindness and a good nature to him. It's phenomenal to talk. He's lovely, like he's a, he's a great person to be around. Even. Yeah, and and is it? It's not just fight night, Niall, over there. When you guys will go there, the lads are probably gone already if they're not going shortly. But will you stay part of the camp? Or are you going to travel, or is it is it just a bit too raw? No, you have to get... I can't travel unfortunately between. The little lad at home and and the wife she's working so it was we were we were calling on a lot of favors for me to go so and to be honest with you I I'm, I'm still waiting on the surgeon to get back to me I was I start to hoping for this procedure to have been done and started and 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 the road to recovery starts this week but it's well hopefully I, I get news before the end of the day but yeah um, yeah. That that's the, the I'm part, I'd love to go over. It'd be brilliant, but it's just it's more important that I get back and get back right. Yeah, for absolutely. And um, just but what I wanted to kind of touch on as well, it's not just on fight night. It's Ray was telling me before, and the lads were saying that it's a case of when they're. It's just from the minute they touch down, really. They just they're embraced, they're welcomed. Everyone that sees them wants yeah. a piece of them. They want to talk to them. They want to talk about fight. It, it's just a an Irish mad city, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, like I I went shopping um this is what two years ago before I did no it's probably after probably after the New England title win and like I, I could walk down the main street and go right here and no one had no I was a boxer but I walked I was walking into a massive shopping centre, I can't remember the number. And some guy came running up to the top of the stairs and said, Can you get in the picture with me? Like, you know, they just it's yeah. I'm not. We're not big. We're not a big deal anywhere. We're we're definitely more appreciated there. Not that we're not at home, but they're just all proud of the Irish heritage there. Like, so. Yeah, definitely. And and it comes across even the ring walks. Everyone they're, they're nearly breaking their neck. People that haven't seen it, I'll post a link for during the week. Woodsy does the coverage for it, and he has the links for it and everything else. It's it's very well done. It's it it is what it is. Don't expect Sky Sports. Don't expect. But that's what I like about it because I think. I'm just getting a little bit... I know it's raw and, and, and it is... It's, Mayor, I suppose, under safety guidelines is probably not the safest um, <laughs> ring walk of all time, but it's brilliant. <laughs> like, you're, you're walking through mosh pits and everything like to get to it, but that's uh, insane. Brilliant. Yeah, and and you can actually feel it, as I said, with Woodsy's link that I do use every year and I look at his page on Facebook and it's, it is what it is, as I said, I'm kind of gone, I was about to say, I got a little bit browned off looking at some of the rhetoric and the narratives that have been spun, by, because people, I don't know, people absorb everything Sky kind of throws out, whether it's football or whether it's darts or whether it's yeah. box, especially in boxing terms, there's a lot of ex-pros you're looking at and then you're thinking, mate, you know better than that, you know, you, you know better than that. When you're on a TV platform like that, you, you do start to have to think of the hint sheet as well, like you have to do what they're saying and you have you know, Andy was very refreshing on it. He he sort of he didn't bow to it and he gave his honest opinion on a lot of fights. But because of the back injury that I had a couple of procedures last year, so I didn't really get back. Like I I fought on August seventeenth and I didn't really get back training till December. But I put a ten week campaign for this fight and for then just uh, it it's not wasted. Listen, your your buying into your body you're buying into yeah. your health you know, so it's an investment in yourself but it's just sickening to not have a reward not have like you invest uh, <laughs> it's not about money but you do invest a lot in like I, I travel from Gory to, 
card up every three times a week and like the expense of that alone and it's like you lose out a few pounds on camp and when people wouldn't understand like when you're when you're small level when you're not world title chess now when you're not in world title eliminators often it's very hard to fund like you're funding it yourself as well and without sponsorship and without help from local business and so if you're under violent pressure so. for the next few days and weeks you're on standby now till you get the call from the surgeon and uh, it will it be will you be back to work or will it be just um, daddy for um, daddy is the full time job now for a while and um, yeah it'll be just uh, hopefully once I get the uh, the procedure done or whatever needs to be done and the cast comes off I can go back to work and start well I, I, I keep training I keep running I keep my fitness up and hopefully this will be the injury will be or the, the layoff will be as long as the arm is in a cast the month I can get back punching and I'll try and get back in the ring and be in shape to be back in the ring hopefully by the summer so. you're really low I've been And thank you, Niall. Speedy recover to you. Hope it all goes well. Get the surgery done and get back into the ring to do what you do best. Before we wrap it up, going to have a little look ahead to something that's going to dominate the sporting crucible for the next 10 days, for me anyways. One of the few times on any year when Irish people collectively tune in and watch and show an interest in boxing is, of course, every four years for the greatest show on earth. And I speak, of course, of the Olympic Games. And our warriors... Our brave fellas and girls are boarding a plane tomorrow, Wednesday, to fly to London to try and claim their places at the Tokyo Olympiad in June of this year, July of this year. The Irish squad, as I said, they will be based in London the next 10 days from the 13th to the 23rd. They will box and fight their way and spill their blood and tears and everything they've got in their body and everything they've prepared for for the last four years and more to try and claim one of those places. There'll be 40, 40 nations, 300 boxers, and in up for grabs are 50 Olympic places in the men's, 27 in the women's. The Irish squad, who aren't anyone that's not familiar with, let's go through them, let's introduce yourselves. Get familiar with these names because you're going to be seeing and hearing a lot of these guys and girls, not just this week, not just next week, but all through the summer. We're in for a special time with these guys and girls, trust me when I say this. So let's introduce you to the lads. In the men's 52 kilo flyweight, Brandy Irvine of the St. Paul's Boxing Club. 57 kilo flyweight, Kurt Walker, Canal BC. 63 kilo in the light welter, George Bates of St. Mary's Boxing Club. And the 69 kilo welterweight is Aidan Walsh of Monkstown BC. 75 kilo in the middleweight division, Michael Nevin of Port Leash. 81 kilos light heavy, Emmett Brennan of the Dublin Docklands BC. 91 kilo heavyweight is Kareel Avanazov of the Smithsfield Boxing Club and 91 plus kilo in the super heavyweight division the big boy, the older lemon the experienced man who's been around the block a million and one times and back Dean Gardner of the Clonmel Club and what are the ladies? what of our lionesses? 51 kilo flyweight division Carly McNall of the Ormore Road BC 57 kilo Michaela Walsh of Monkstown 60 kilo the lightweight of course her former European and world champion Kelly Harrington of the St Mary's 69 kilo Christina Desmond of the Father Horgan's Club 75 kilo in the middleweight division Aoife O'Rourke from Castlereagh and in those divisions let's have a look at the places what's up for grabs so in the men's in the 52 kilo flyweight division there's 8 places to qualify in the 57 kilo flyweights 8 places up for grabs in the 63 kilo there's 8 places up for grabs in the 69 kilo 6 places 79 kilo, 75 kilos middleweight division 6 places up for grabs in the 81 kilo light heavyweight there's 6 places and in the 91 and 91 plus there's 4 places each in the, in the girls the 51 kilo there's 6 places in the 57 kilo also 6 places in the 60 kilo 6 places 69 kilo there's 5 places and in the 75 kilo in the middleweight division there's 4 places up for grabs which means all of our fighters, majority of, if they get to a quarter-final, if they can win their quarter-final, they will qualify for an Olympic place. Now, I'm not going to focus too much on it here now because I'm going to have daily, probably daily, certainly every odd day, updates on how things are going. Keep an eye on the, the, the graphics are done. 
the sound sound are done everything's in place it's all ready to go this is an exciting time this is it guys this is it this is the time when these boys these men these women these put everything on the line for the last four years and beyond while we've been living our daily lives they've been holed away up there in Blanchardstown in hotels they've been travelling around the world around Europe they've been busting their necks they've been spilling blood sweat and tears and their lives have none existed for this opportunity get behind them get on board get across their social media send them your messages send them your love and let's push them all the way to Tokyo next year so that's it for me and them until then you'll find this and every other episode at www.endswellboxingpodcast.com and as always love to get your messages 083-351-5250 this is Jerry Cooney on Endswell Boxing I want you for six rounds you and me baby six rounds